Hello, everyone. My guest today is Matt Dion. He's a technology industry veteran with 24 years of experience ushering early stage companies through the tricky early adopter and early majority market phases. He brings proven management and board experience with successful companies during their early stages. He's now working on a company called Mintent. We'll talk about it today. Matt, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Tell us about the company. What do you guys do and how do you make money? Yeah, so we're what uh, Gartner and Forrester, they, they categorize it as a content marketing platform. And uh, essentially, it's a collaborative platform where marketing teams can uh, come together to plan their content strategy, produce the content, you know, all the, all the digital content, distribute it, and then measure the results. And it looks like you're dealing kind of in the enterprise space with CenturyLink, NYU, CoStar Group using you. Yeah, yeah, I would say kind of the, we're definitely not a good fit for for tiny businesses, but the, the small, medium enterprises are sweet spot for sure. So what would you say kind of the average customer pays you per month without going down every customer cohort? Uh, well, our average order value is 15,000 a year. Okay. And you only bill annually? Yeah, mostly. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's put all this on a timeline. I want to get kind of more in your head and understand how you came up with this idea. When did you launch the company? What year? So I'm actually a hired in CEO. I've been, uh, on board for almost two years now. The company was founded in, uh, you know, six years ago, 2012, got to market 2013, had a, a decent ramp up for three years. And then the uh, uh, board of directors decided to make some changes. And uh, shortly after that, I was hired in. So kind of towards the end of 2016 to, okay. to change things up a bit. Did you come in with a round of an investment or, or no? No, no, I came in, uh, we had about a month of cash in the bank. And so then I, uh, <laughs> I needed to very quickly do a round, which uh, our existing investors were very supportive, uh, put in some of the money. And then I went out to around Vancouver to, to the angel network that I, that I know and, uh, and raised some money to, to get us going. So how much, how much did you raise when you came in? 1.3 million. And how much, so how much total is in the company even before you? Uh, 3.8. 3.8. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, and was that, was that any of those on notes or priced equity? What was the structure? So it was, it's mostly common shares. There's, there was one round, a, a large round, $2 million that was done uh, from a, a local family office here. And those were pref shares. Okay. But in, you're, you don't have any, there's no debt. It's not convertible debt. No debt. No okay. debt. Interesting. It's, all, it's all equity. Okay. So 2012, some good growth up through, you know, 2015, 2016, then needed a change. So you've come in, by the way, they must incentivize the, incentivize the heck out of you to come in and say, Hey, Matt, we want you to join. By the way, there's a month of cash left. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, one of my friends uh, uh, that's uh, on the board um, told me about the opportunity and I did my due diligence. He did his. And then so part of coming in was, hey, there's no cash. So there was there was some, you know, uh, verbal agreements with some of the existing investors that they would, uh, you know, kick off the round. De-risk so that it I, a little bit. I, yeah, I, I didn't think it was uh, potentially going to be a 30 day job. I had I had a bit more guarantee on that. <laughs> and where are they? What were you doing before? How hard they have to work to get you to quit? Whatever that was. You know, not that hard, actually, because I uh, I, I was with the, uh, another company for seven years, uh, an e-commerce platform company. And I, I decided to leave that and, and become a consultant. And uh, consulting is just not in my DNA. So I was, I was at the end of my rope with that. And I was actually looking for an opportunity. And when I found out what this company did, because of my marketing background, it just, I was really excited about this market and what we could do with this 
company. And so the fit was actually really good. And so on both sides, it it came together relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So um, we understand the product, we understand some of the story here, walk me through kind of growth. So what have you scaled to now in terms of total customers using you? Yeah, so the we have um, about 2000 paying individuals. Uh, so that's around 100, 100 companies or so. And um, we're uh, around a million dollars in revenue. So our, our average revenue per user is, is about 40, 40 bucks uh, you know, per month. Okay, got it. So well, hold on. Do you measure based off logos or off the member? Do the members use their own cards to pay or are you selling team plans? It's, it's always team plans. We always sell to a company. So like I said, we have about 100 logos. And, uh, and that represents about 2000 individuals that are, that are, you know, paid subscribers. So, say. so if yeah. you're doing about, and you said you're at about a million dollar run rate today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you take the million divided by the hundred logos, then each one pays about 800, 880 bucks a month, something like that, but you bill them annually. Correct. Which would be about 10,000 per, per year. That's average historically. That's a little bit of a blend. So we're in a transition period right now. Um, we decided a few months ago to move to a freemium model. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we've got 50 or 60 sort of on our on our existing, you know, what I would call our enterprise business. And then a few months ago, we moved to this freemium model where we've got different, uh, you know, a free tier and then multiple paid tiers. Uh, so the, a little bit of blend of our of our new, you know, lower tier customer up at the price point. So our average order value was about $15,000 uh, per year. And that's that's coming down because we've we've, we've now made the product more accessible at, and, at a lower price point. And help me understand growth. You're at a million, you're about, about 88 grand today per month in revenue. Where were you about a year ago? We were flat. We were okay, flat. So, so and, you were doing, in August of 2017, you were still doing about 80, 90 grand per month. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, when I looked at it, I looked at the, you know, our, our CAC was going up, uh, it was becoming more and more expensive to do the traditional SQL, MQL, you know, uh, online sales model. So it, it just wasn't, uh, I, I didn't see a good path to forward there. So we shifted over to the, to the PQL model and, and uh, launched a freemium tier to, to, you know, more effective way to acquire customers. So we're, we're kind of, because of the flat growth, uh, we decided to shift strategies and in addition to the freemium, we're also kind of in, in the later stages of, of merging with another company that's got very complementary technology. So those two things uh, were what we did in response to kind of having flat growth. So you're merging with somebody right now? Yeah. Okay, that must be complex. Uh, I want to get to that in a second. Round out this business, though, first. So, so what is CAC currently? Well, you know, it's been our CAC payback was about one year, so about 15 grand. But we, you know, we've just noticed that uh, all the traditional marketing, you know, whether it's uh, PPC or webinars or going to shows or whatever, the, you know, we had we had more activity because we were investing, but the conversion rates were actually lower. Now, once we got customers, you know, we were able to hold on to them and I've been able to bring the churn rate down significantly. But that that the CAC to LTV ratio just wasn't working for me. I would have to go out and raise a bunch more capital, you know, to get where I wanted to go. And so, you know, we, we changed models. The, so, the, it, so was, what is, it was looking like it, it was going to get up to like, you know, $30,000 in, in CAC. Yeah. So, so what is churn today? Churn. So I inherited, if you can believe it, a 57% churn rate and uh, I brought it down. It's, it's getting pretty close to 10%. 
57%. That's logo churn per year or revenue churn per year? Revenue. Revenue churn per year, 57%. And is that net or gross? That was net. Okay. So adding back expansion revenue, you're still at 57% revenue churn. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you're down so at 10. Now you're down 10, at 10%. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, so that's, that, I mean, that's that was, a huge needle mover. How did you do that? Well, so, you know, obviously that was the big reason the board made the change. Um, so I came in and looked at what was causing uh, churn and there were three main reasons. One was the, uh, we weren't properly setting expectations in the sales cycle. People were paying monthly and, um, and then the product was, was unstable. So it was kind of a <laughs> pretty obvious you, 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 you don't set the right expectation. You deliver a suboptimal product and then you have people on monthly, month to month. They just, they just leave when they get frustrated. So um, we switched to, to annual plans and, and, and a better, you know, better selling. And then I brought in the uh, uh, former CTO of Hootsuite a guy named Simon Stanlake, and he helped me um, figure out the right resources we needed on the technical side, the right, the right head of development and the right developers. And we stabilized the platform and then started adding new features. So I would, I would say the biggest thing is just better product. And what's the team size today and where's everybody based? So we're all in Vancouver right now. We're nine people. And, uh, after we, uh, complete this, uh, this acquisition will be roughly triple that. Okay, so talk to me about this. Yeah, so, so you just you, you used the word merger earlier, but you just used the word acquisition. Are you buying this other company? Yeah, yeah, we're doing an asset purchase. Okay, so so you raised some capital about one point three million after you joined. I mean, where are you getting the where are you getting the money to do the acquisition? Uh, it's done. I'm doing it with equity and earnout. Okay, got it. So 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 is there any cash exchanging hands up front or no? No. Okay, got it. Interesting. Why is this other company doing it and what general space is it in? Why is it complementary? Yeah, so, you know, the, when I looked at our product and, and what we were doing, it, it's useful. You know, it's, it's, it organizes all your content. It has workflows, calendar. Uh, but the thing is, it's kind of a mashup of, think of like Dropbox meets Slack meets, you know, Google um, kind of thing. And so, so that's what people do today. Or they used uh, Asana or Trello or sort of a generic project management software, and that space is getting super crowded, and the price points are are, are pretty cheap. So, the the thing that our customers really want to know, yes, they want to efficiently produce content, but they want to know what what is the content I should be producing in the first place, and how am I going to know if it's being effective? And so, the company that we're buying addresses that really well. It it will allow people to immediately know if the content they're producing is actually getting results. And this company you're doing, you're, you're merging with or acquiring, have they raised capital or are they bootstrapped? They, they've raised capital. They've raised capital. Yeah. And, and in terms of revenue, are they bigger or smaller than you? They're bigger. Bigger. So why are they willing to do an equity deal plus an earnout structure if they're bigger? Uh, I can't really disclose all the specific reasons, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really get into all the details, but their their financial situation is such that uh, the deal that we put in front of them uh, was, you know, a, an appealing deal for for their shareholders. OK, you understand why I have a hard time following that, right? Because if it's a financial situation, but you're smaller than them financially and, and, and you're tripling the team size, so your costs are going to go through the roof. Something has to, there has to be some efficiencies you're getting out of this thing. Otherwise, you're in the same spot. So what's yeah, the efficiency? Well, the efficiencies are uh, I'm, I'm taking them out of a cost structure that that uh, that they're in now that's not sustainable. Are you firing a bunch and of I've, people? 
Uh, no, actually, that's already been done. So the, t- the team is actually lean and mean. Um, I'm going to be bringing in less operating expenses than the revenue they're producing. So, so I'm actually bringing them in, in their current state. They're not cash flow positive in, in our company. They will be. Usually uh, the biggest can. thing attri- attributing though to cash flow, being cash flow positive, usually the biggest expense is headcount, which means if you're going to change that, usually you're firing people. What is the big expense of theirs that you're getting rid of if it's not people? Debt. Debt. Oh, interesting. Okay, got it. So, so they did a big debt deal. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. All right, I won't push further there since it's sensitive and you're still probably working through it. But okay. yeah, it's confidential because we're in the final stages. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Back on the show and we can get into some of the details there. Yeah, no, that would be great. That's interesting. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So combined team, you said it's going to be about thirty people. Yeah, well, we're going to have some efficiencies, so I, you know, say about uh, twenty-six. And will their past investors be now on your cap table, or are you washing them out somehow? Nope. No, we we uh, their their investors uh, and, and creditors stay around because they uh, they benefit from the earnout and the appreciation of the uh, of the equity that they're getting. Are you having to sign any personal guarantees as CEO as part of this deal? No, <laughs> that's no. nice. Good. No, I'm too I'm too too old in my career to do stuff like that. Oh, I don't know if I believe that, <laughs> but okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want to do it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's, there you go. I believe that answer. That's good. All right, Matt, let's, uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, God, I got them on my shelf back here. I got to say, uh, I think it's still five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, you know, I'm following any of the CEOs that that are on the model that I want to be on. So, so HubSpot, Slack, Asana, uh, you know, co-schedule. Uh, they've done really well with their sort of PQL model and freemium and 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 that. So I'm, I'd say I'm studying the companies more than the CEOs, but obviously the CEOs are a big part of that. Number three, is there? What's your favorite online tool for building your business? You know, honestly, for us right now, it's all about engagement and usage metrics. So we're using Intercom and Mixpanel. Um, they're, they're the lifeblood of the data that we need to drive the business to the next level. So number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Well, I get about six. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Yeah, I'm married and I've got uh, two teenage daughters. Oh, great. And how old are you? I'm 48. 48. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, well, so I think when I was 20, I was driven by different things and, and largely, I think, to prove myself to, that I was good enough and, and all of that. And now I've realized that uh, over time. And so I wish my 20 year old self was a little bit more uh, compassionate to myself, I guess. Guys, be more compassionate to yourself coming from Matt. Again, was with a big company, then doing some consulting, and then was recruited in 2016 to join this company, uh, uh, Mintent, which is basically, again, helping you organize and structure your content marketing strategies, especially on social media. Based up in Vancouver with nine people, company was launched in 2012. Today, they have about 100 customers doing about a million bucks per year in revenue. That's flat year over year as they go through changes. Most importantly, bringing churn down. It was at 57% net revenue churn per year. Uh, Matt's brought it down and his team has brought it down to just 10%. So healthy there. Economics, they're they're fine-tuning some of these things. It used to be about a $15,000 CAC, 12-month payback period, but that got a little out of whack. So they're kind of moving away from that paid model. But 3.8 million bucks raised, going through a merger right now to release some uh, kind of a, from a debt, release the stresses of a debt structure from the company they're acquiring, hopefully will about 3X or 4X their company size. Matt, we'll have you back on soon to chat about that. But thanks for taking us to the top. Okay, great. Thank you very much.